Welcome to this episode of Free Circle Freedoms. I'm Ed Waters, your host, and today we will be discussing Visualized American Government 1964 edition. We dive into evaluation of the system of checks and balances. So let's get into it, huh? Evaluation of the system of checks and balances. This system of parceling out authority and dividing responsibility has been criticized on the grounds that it contributes to inefficiency and to indecision. An English critic, Walter Baggett, considered our Constitution inferior to the English Constitution. The English system, he argued, is framed on the principle of choosing a single sovereign authority, like the House of Commons, and making it good. The American, on the principle of having many sovereign authorities, and hoping that their multitude may atone for their inferiority. Even their friendly and austere observer of the American scene, Lloyd Bryce, was forced to conclude, there is in the American government considered as a whole a want of unity. Its branches are connected their efforts are not directed to one aim and do not produce one harmonious result. Unquote. Woodrow Wilson, later destined to become President of the United States, was even more outspoken. He condemned the device of checks and balances as one of the chief obstacles to good government. In any business, he declared, whether of government or of mere merchandising, somebody must be trusted. These criticisms, to a certain extent, are justified, but it is easily to press the charge too far and to build up a purely theoretical proof of weakness which is not borne out by the test of actual political experience. It is unfair to stress only the separation of powers. The system of checks and balances also provides for the close cooperation of the three departments, which are interdependent rather than independent. Furthermore, in every great crisis in our history, the Civil War, the First World War, the Depression of the 30s, and the Second World War, Congress has centralized authority in the hands of the executive and the courts in general have upheld such emergency grants. Ever since the days of Theodore Roosevelt, at the beginning of the 20th century, the nation has looked to the president for leadership in formulating a national policy and in securing the enactment 
of a necessary legislation, it has become customary for a president to consult regularly with the leaders of Congress when his party is in control of the federal legislature. President Truman, a Democrat, when confronted early in 1947 by a Republican-dominated Congress, tried to place such consultation on a broader base. He called into regular conference both the Republican and the Democrat leaders of the House and of the Senate. This failed to win him wider support of his domestic program, but it did result in a greater harmony on foreign policy. The Truman Doctrine and the Marshall Plan In the last analysis, comparisons of the American and English system must be qualified by the fact that we are dealing with two distinct types of democratic government. The American, or presidential system, is based upon an executive who is independent of the legislator. The English, or parliamentary, system is based upon the control of the executive as well as law-making functions by the legislative authority. We shall return to this subject in Chapter 5, which deals with Congress and the President. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Free Circle Freedoms. Make sure you share, like, and subscribe so we can bring freedom to more people. And join us next week when we dive back into Visualized American Government, 1964 edition. And we're going to discuss growth of the Constitution since 1787. The need for flexibility. A Constitution that will not bend will break. It's going to be a good one next week. Join us right here on Free Circle Freedoms, exclusively on Anchor. I'd like to take time out and just say thank you for listening to us over here on Anchor on Free Circle Freedoms. It is appreciated. If you are listening to us here on Free Circle Freedoms, we'd like to invite you over to our other website, deadamerica.website. It's a place where we try to unify people, get their stories out, so we know what the spirit of America truly is. We don't want people feeling left out, alone, and discouraged here in America. People should not feel dead here in America. And that's what Dead America is all about. We want to make people feel part of alive America. So get over to deadamerica.website. Get involved. Let's really start changing the way things are done. The status quo is not a good scenario. 
I'm Ed Waters, and thank you for listening exclusively here on Three Circle Freedoms on Anchor.